the college experience Dantabase top 25 edition on the sports gambling podcast network is presented by MyBookie.ag. As you well know, the NFL playoffs are heating up and my bookie is the place you want to bet to get in on all the action. Use the promo code SGP to receive up to a thousand dollars in bonus bets. Promo code SGP. You play, you win, you get paid over at mybookie.ag. We're also brought to you by DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app now and use the code SGP for a limited time. Both new and existing users can get a deposit bonus up to $500 on your next deposit. Remember, that's code SGP, and you can get a deposit bonus up to $500 only at DraftKings. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com backslash SGP. That's aceperhead.com backslash SGP. And finally, we're brought to you by PropSwap. PropSwap is America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Go to PropSwap.com to find better odds than your local book. Plus, when you use the promo code SGP, you get a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. To the college experience. My name is Colby Swinging Dantabase Dant. And I'm solo today. This is a solo manifesto. No, really, we recorded last night. And I actually thought it was one of the better episodes we did in the past uh, month or two. However, we're about 90 minutes into our show. And all of a sudden, my computer crashes. And when I say crash, it's never crashed before like this. So that episode is in, is, is not, it's, it's out in the universe somewhere. It's gone. It's not off my computer. It's not on my computer. I can't fucking talk. It's early in the morning. I got a coffee, but I was disappointed. That was one of those episodes that really, it hurts because it's like you things were going. Me and Patty C were kicking it. He said some funny shit. We made some great points talking football and basketball. And, uh, and it's gone. It's out in the universe, right? Tupac's listening to it right now on another fucking planet. All right. I got a feeling. Uh, how are you guys? This is the database top 25 college basketball edition. But before you turn it off, don't, don't think I'm not going to talk football. Don't think I'm not going to talk and recap. And I'm going to save some of this for the next episode when I record with Patty C but we got LSU Clemson tonight. We did a game preview of this and it, that's out in the universe. But we were saying that uh, the real keys, I think to for each team, obviously Venables has to slow down burrow. Some I think Burrow's still going to get his though. I think one of the wild cards in this game is uh, Travis ETN. 
ETN's a, a, a absolutely electric player. I mean, for, I feel like that's the type of that's the type of running back that will have like uh, you know ten carries for twenty yards, and you're thinking, hey, this guy's not that good, and then he'll bust like a ninety-four yard touchdown run. He's got to get off, and I think one of the advantages Clemson has is in if Clemson wants to win this game, which obviously they do, but I'm saying if they're going to win this game is out of the backfield because the strength of LSU's defense to me is the secondary. So I think there might be some opportunities to run the ball. I, I, I also think Trevor Lawrence scrambling, uh, getting some yards could be big. Keeping the ball out of Joe Burrow's hands, I think is important. And, uh, I think Travis Etienne is is key out of the backfield. I think the weakness could be he's such a great a dynamic player uh, in the backfield and outside of, of the backfield. Get him on some screens. Get him on. Just get him out, out in some pass routes, and I think he can beat the safeties and linebackers of LSU. So if I'm Clemson, I'm I'm doing that, and I'm sure Venables has uh, maybe some some game plays. Obviously, win the turnover, turnover battle, but I mean, you could say that for every fucking game. Um, for LSU, really, I think, uh, I think keep playing your game. Really. I mean, I, I guess the more bro can, can throw down field, I'd say the more chances that they are. Another thing was like that Ohio state game when they're, uh, when the running back went down. So maybe cause I felt like Ohio state was running on Clemson fairly successful. Um, so maybe LSU just throws a little audible. They're thinking Burrow's going to throw for a ton, hit him with some ground and pound. Maybe that would be the, uh, the way to surprise, uh, Venables, but either way, uh, it should be a great game. I'm kind of uh, caught between a rock and a hard place. I had someone ask me before, um, what I, who I'm rooting for. I love coach. O, right. Seems like a great dude. I'd want to play for coach. O. However, um, I also, you know, as a guy that wants a larger playoff, a much larger playoff, I, uh, I don't want the one seeds to win. Cause even now I love it when people say, uh, you know, you want more games like LSU, Oklahoma, and they don't even mention the Clemson, Ohio state game. Cause I think if you expanded, you would have way more games like Clemson, Ohio state between other teams than you would uh, Oklahoma LSU. But I would argue that this, that's these people that say that there's regardless of what happens with this LSU Clemson game, the four seeds will still have more national championships than the one seeds in our six years, or this will be our seventh year. I think of college football playoffs. Yeah. There's Alabama was a four seed. Ohio state was a four seed. Both won the national championship. A one seed has yet to win the national championship. So if you need any more proof on why we should have a bigger playoff, this is the perfect example, regardless of the outcome tonight. But I still would kind of enjoy as much as I love coach O and I definitely like Clemson more than I do. do, I mean, I definitely like LSU more than I do Clemson, but Clemson also had a, a very bad strength of schedule. I think it would help future arguments with, uh, with teams that, that say like, Oh, I don't have the strength. The schedule's not there, but if they go undefeated. So I think it, it might be more important for college football and the fate of college football. If Clemson wins this game, but what the hell do I know? 
All right. Um, I hope you Daniel, I hope you guys watch the FCS national championship. I'm going to grill Patty C on that. I did last night, but like I said, that's out there in, in the interwebs that's in the internets. And uh, it's not even in the internets. It's not even out there. It's somewhere. It's in a parallel universe. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but the point is, is I gave him shit and it was fun to give him shit. North Dakota state wins their eighth national championship in nine years over James Madison. I think it's time to make the move. I got into arguments with a bunch of people on, on, on Twitter that, that were defending on North Dakota state staying in the FCS. I don't understand. I don't think and I know that maybe I'm an idiot for putting myself out there on Twitter to get it, to get into these arguments. But I don't think your average your average fan really knows what the fuck they're talking about. I was shocked to see how many people were saying, "Well, North Dakota State." It, you know, I got in an argument with like I think it was a, a, an Arkansas fan, but he I guess he likes North Dakota State or something. But he was like, um, "No, they're gonna they're setting records in the FCS. They should stay in the FCS." And then he he quotes, he goes, "Look at Marshall, look at Georgia Southern." Look at Appalachian State and look at Youngstown State. Which from the start, this guy's a fool because Youngstown State is still in the fucking FCS. And they were used to be a successful FCS and they're not. So if there's any proof of what North Dakota State could become if they don't make the jump in time, there's one for you. However, the other schools you named, Marshall, Georgia Southern, and Appalachian State, and I would even throw in Coastal Carolina. Or uh, what? Who else? Came? Liberty came up, but those teams are making a lot more money because they have perhaps conferences, television deals. I don't think you realize. I, I mean, he. Oh, he said Boise State as well. Boise State was the other example. These teams make substantially more money now that they're in the F- FBS as opposed to the FCS. That's your wiggle room, and also. Boise State and Appalachian State are knocking on the door of a potentially undefeated season and making it very interesting for uh, for for playoffs for the for the playoffs at some point I would think, um, and then I would say Georgia Southern and even Liberty in two years in they're bowl teams. Coastal Carolina is a step away. They went five and seven, I think. Uh, I think the past two years they went at Kansas this year. Kansas paid them a probably a good chunk to come out to Lawrence, Kansas. So I don't understand. Like, what more can you do? You win eight national championships in nine years in uh in Fargo or whatever, Bismarck, wherever the hell it is again. I, I I'm struggling to remember. But eight out of nine. I think it's just time. I I like North Dakota State too. But I just think that what more do you have to prove? And I know that you got that stud quarterback. Uh, what the fuck is his name? Trey, Trey, let me pull this up. You know, that North Dakota state that was six and O against their last six FBS opponents, which, which, I mean, some of these wins were pretty big wins at Iowa at Kansas state. Uh, Trey Lance, by the way, was his name. Trey Lance. Yeah, but I forgot that. Uh, this kid was a freshman. He won. If you don't, if you're not familiar, he's the quarterback of North Dakota State. 
he uh, destroyed. He pretty much owned JMU this game. But uh, this kid's a freshman. He won the Walter Payton Award, which is the most valuable player of the uh, FCS. And he's only a freshman. And so your future is looking absolutely bright. And by the way, uh, Oregon Duck fans, you should pay attention. You have North Dakota State on the schedule week one next year. And week two, you have Ohio State. So it's a great look ahead spot. I'm sure. I'm sure uh, Crystal Ball will 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 make a point of emphasis here that this team is six and zero North Dakota State in their last six games against the F, uh, FBS. So, but I still think it's a dangerous game. Now I know the trenches. Oregon should be able to win the trenches, but I, I'd say when you have a quarterback that he didn't throw an interception all year, all fucking year, he didn't have an interception. That's unbelievable. It's almost unbelievable is the stat I read about. Uh, uh, what's his name last night with the timeouts? Who was it? What the hell was the, Oh, college basketball, um, Wichita States, Greg Marshall has only used like 10 timeouts this year or something, something incredible. You know, you're 15 games in, he's only called 10 timeouts. Um, either way though, North Dakota state, it's time to step it up, man. I don't even care. Look, I understand you, your best deal would be to be a, join a conference. If I even think, I mean, I personally think James, I mean, I'm for the FCS, uh, getting knocked down and taking the bad FCS teams, making them D two. The good ones are all part of uh, the FBS. And, you know, you can have little, little sunbelt divisions uh, in the Northeast and in the West and in the Midwest that can help. Even though I know the sunbelt is better in the conference USA, at least this year. But, uh, Anyway, the game was fantastic. I thought it was a great game. Loved it. Frisco, Texas, out in the snow. JMU, North Dakota State. What better way to symbolize football? I mean, I wish it was snowing at the time, but there was snow on the ground. So that's still a win. But um, the game came down to horrible clock management. I know JMU's uh, coaches in his first year, Kirk Signetti. However, man, was that some terrible clock management. Like I would say the final six, seven minutes of football in that game, you're sitting there scratching your head. Oh, what the fuck is going on? Hated the play call at the goal line. Loved Ben Danucci though. Former pit quarterback, starting quarterback for JMU had a fourth and five and he ran as hard as he could into a linebacker to get this first down. And he did it. That's a quarterback that I want to play for. That's a fucking quarterback. I want to play for, um, but I mean, what better time? So my, my, my argument is, look, yes, you'd want to get a conference invite because you got the TV deals. But even if you're not getting a conference invite, look at Liberty. Liberty went, uh, they went independent and they made a bowl this year. They played, you know, and, and, and I think North Dakota State could do that and be much more successful. I think North Dakota State should be a top 25 team. I know FBS teams can, but they never show them love. I think North Dakota state's that good. So, and they would get a lot more, uh, scholarships then it's time to make the jump. Do it, please, please. What else do we want to talk I'm over here? I'm drinking coffee. Got my dog hanging out. Um, what else? Oh, Wazoo, Washington state and Baylor. Still uh, trying to fill the head coaching positions. I don't know what they're thinking. Um, I know Wazoo. I've heard speculation. I've heard Jim McElwain, the former Florida coach, the current Central Michigan coach. 
you know, he's from that neck of the woods somewhat geographically. I personally, I mean, I don't think that would be a horrible option, but I do think they should stay with the system that they have installed. I think your first choice should be Graham Harrell. I've heard people mention Sonny Dykes. I've heard people mention Seth Luttrell of North Texas because they're elite protégés. And then recently I heard one today that I thought was pretty intriguing. Nick Rolovich, Hawaii. Now he's not a leech disciple. He's a June Jones disciple. He runs his own version of the run and shoot. But I think the personnel would line up pretty decent for him. I don't think it's a bad hire. I, I know I've heard Alex Grinch, the defensive coordinator of Oklahoma, who has ties to Washington State under Leach. I think your first home run hire would be Graham Harrell. You go for Graham Harrell, the offensive coordinator at USC, former OC at Washington State under Leach. And uh, if that can if that can pan out, I know he makes a lot of money as an assistant, so I don't know if he'll he'll take the bait. But I think that's the play. And if not that, I, I think Rolovich would be a solid option. I've always been impressed with him at Hawaii and how fast he was. Able. I mean, when Norm Chow was at Hawaii, they were awful. I made a lot of money fading them. I remember Rashad Penny of San Diego State just running right through that just awful defense. And he's and Rolovich came in and really brought brought, brought them up. So, I don't know. And Baylor, I mean, I've heard different speculation on Baylor. I heard they might go for the... Uh, I mean, I've I've heard like 10 different names, so I don't know what Baylor's thinking. I would stay in-house once again. I don't know, unless unless they got, unless Venables wants to come there or something. I don't know. Um, it's going to be interesting to watch those uh, work itself out, though. But um, transfer-wise, you got a shit ton of transfers. Uh, you got St- Nick Starkle. Nick Starkle. Um you know, the, the, the transfer God himself, essentially, because he's trans, this will be his third transfer. He's pulling a Blake Barnett. Remember him, the former Alabama, Arizona state and South Florida quarterback. Um, but he announced that he was going to San Jose state, Brent Brennan, head coach of San Diego state, or I'm not San Diego state, San Jose state. Uh, I like San Jose state. I like what they're doing five and seven season for Brent Brandon. You know, he's had an uphill battle, but I feel like things, they almost made a bowl this year. Um, I know Josh, Josh love is gone fifth year senior quarterback. He's gone, but now he finds Nick Starkle. And as much as I don't think Starkle is amazing, I think he's, he'll be decent on that level. I think it's, it's a good move from San Jose state. It's a good move from Starkle because I don't think Starkle was uh, having, you know, tough times with, uh, getting playing time in Fayetteville and college station. So bring it down a tier. you know, San Jose state beat Nick Starkle. Uh, this uh, San Jose state went into Fayetteville this past year and got the dub. So maybe that's how he met Brent Brennan, but um, it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. Obviously you have uh, some other transfers going on. You got uh, what Jamie Newman went uh, wake forest quarterback goes to Georgia. I don't know. I think that's great. I mean, I think he's going to be, I saw Mark Rick say this. He's going to be the best quarterback in the sec next year. And I think when I look at it, I think I agree. I think I really agree. I mean, potentially, uh, I don't know. I mean, you got trash coming back. Who, who Bo Nix should probably improve a lot. Kellen Mond, I think, you know, keep an eye on, I guess, obviously whatever Leach does at Mississippi state. Um, 
but Jamie Newman to George is pretty big. I'm kind of disappointed. He would leave wake though. Going eight and four. I understand you're at wake and maybe you want the true college. You know what? I get it. It's probably about pussy. He's a college kid. A lot, wake Forest, the, the fans aren't so excited about the football team. You go to Georgia, this guy's going to be able to tag every broad in town. I get it. Do your thing, Jamie Newman, all right? I'm going to miss you at Wake because I love Dave Clawson, and I think he invested in you early, and I would love to see you repay that, and I think they got it. You, got, you got a good thing going there. You won eight games this past year. I think it could be eight. could be nine next year, Um, but I get it. I get it. I'm not going to knock you. Uh, f- Texas tech transfer jet jet Duffy. I was impressed with this kid. He was, tr- he was their backup quarterback. And once their starter went out, I believe he got knocked out of the Arizona game at, at, you know, Texas tech in, in Tucson jet Duffy came in and uh, he kind of struggled a little bit that game, but the next games, he looked pretty good to me. I was impressed uh, when they beat Oklahoma state. I was really impressed. Anyway, jet Duffy transfers to Tulane to play for Willie Fritz and his slamming hot wife. Um, I like this move. I like Fritz traditionally run heavy uh, coach. I think he's going to adjust. He's a great, he's a good coach. He's going to adjust to the strengths of the, of, of this quarterback. And I think jet Duffy is much more of a passer than a runner. So I think watch the offense move a little bit vertically now down in new Orleans. Obviously, you know, Jake Bentley already transferred to Utah uh, Notre Dame had a, their backup quarterback, uh, Phil Jerkovic transfer, former four-star recruit, by the way, transferred to Boston college. And then what is, this is what it is. Once Boston college got rid of, uh, Adazio, Patty C was big on Adazio. And I, I, you know, I thought he was, I thought he should have been fired. I still think he's a solid coach, but uh, he struggled to me. He never Boston college was quarterback. You for a long time like one of the more quarterback U universities in the whole entire country. In my opinion, I mean, go back to Doug Flutie, uh, Mark Hartzell, the Hasselback brothers, uh, Brian St. Pierre, Matt Ryan, Glenn Foley. You can name a bunch that made it to the NFL and they were all like consecutive years. I feel like they didn't have a weak quarterback for a while. And, uh, and then Adazio comes in and man, their quarterback play. I know Anthony Brown's not bad. You know, I was, I was actually kind of impressed by Anthony Brown, but for a while there, he had really bad quarterback play. Couldn't throw the ball downfield vertically and also couldn't kick a fucking extra point. So I thought his time was, was done. I, I thought, you know, he'd proven that he, he didn't do much at Boston college. And, uh, and now he's at Colorado state and maybe things work out there. Sometimes you, you, you something doesn't work one spot and the next spot, maybe it does, but, it's good to see Boston college already grabbing a four star, even though he's transferred from Notre Dame Ian books coming back. So it makes sense for this kid to transfer and back to, to Boston college is returning to the roots of having good passing quarterbacks, essentially, which I think makes, makes them a harder team to, to beat. Uh, especially with the way today's football is trending. So interesting to see all these transfers coming around. NFL playoffs for this weekend. Um, the games were a lot of blowouts. I mean, I guess you had the, the chiefs, uh, chiefs, Titans. I'm sorry. Chiefs, Titans, chiefs, Texans. I call them the Oilers, but, uh, that game was a little wild because of that ridiculous comeback. I'm glad I'm still rooting for a chiefs Packers super bowl and my guy, Eric B So I, I'm, I'm all about 
the Chiefs winning and hopefully the Packers beat the beat the 49ers. Um even though I think if I had to bet I would take the Niners but pretty exciting, pretty exciting stuff especially you've seen these uh, the Titans a lower seed you know, do some damage which you know helps the argument of college football expanding. I don't know when people will realize this. You can't compare college football to pro. Yes, you fucking can. You can compare any tournament because the whole point of sports are the un, like is playing the fucking games. It's good to see an underdog. This happens. This happens on every fucking level, right? This happens on every level. That's why you want to see the playoffs expanded. There would be more of this. There would be an eight seed. I don't know. It depends on how big you, you expand to, but I'm saying there would be situations like this where they run the table and they get a win and it's fantastic. And that's the whole point of fucking sports. All right. It's more entertaining when you have a story like this, the Titan story is fantastic for, for the sports world. Right. It's absolutely fucking fantastic. And Derek Henry's a monster and I love seeing him destroy these defenses. Um, What's his name's pulling a good, uh, a good, uh, Mark Sanchez, Tanny Hill going for like 87 yards, 89 yards, something like that. Each game getting dubs though, getting dubs. Um, what are we doing here? I got the database top 25 right around the corner, but I want to tell you that the college experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by mybookie.ag. Look, pretty simple, guys. Mybookie.ag is, they're always there for us. Always fucking there for us. Use the promo code SGP uh, for a great 100% deposit bonus. Look, you play, you win, you get paid over at mybookie.ag. You got everything to bet on right now. Think about it. I know college football is ending and that sucks, but you still got the NFL. You got a few more weeks of the NFL. You got the XFL around the corner. Yes. I will be betting on that. You got the NHL, you got the NBA and you got motherfucking college basketball. It's a great time. Great time in the sports world. Even though I'm sad to see college football go. It's a, it's a great fucking time to be betting on shit. So get over to mybookie.ag, right? Up to $1,000 in bonus bets. Use the promo code SGP. You play, you win, you get paid. Come on, guys. And also, I should add, if you're in the Southern California, Wednesday, January 15th, I will be at the Venice Underground. It's at at the townhouse in Venice Beach. It's a great comedy venue. Great show. One of the better shows in LA. 9 p.m., I believe. Come on out. Come check a show. Uh, what else do we got going here? Let's, I guess it's time. It's time to talk college basketball. What a weekend. And I'm going to, I'm going to go to the database top 25 because that's before I just touch on the top games. I'm going to do that anyway. When I go through the top 25, so I might as well hit you with the database top 25 at number 25. I got the Arkansas Razorbacks. Look, Musselman, he, he worked his magic in Nevada, took them to a sweet 16. I know they got their ass beat by Florida last year in the tournament opening round, but 
he's doing it at Arkansas. And, and look, I know like the ACC is incredibly down. Me and me and NC Nick were talking the other night and uh, you know, we've been watching college basketball since like 1990 heavily. And I don't ever recall. And he agrees. And he specializes in the ACC. He lives in North Carolina and he's a, we, we, he's watched the ACC relentlessly for a long time. Um, it's never been this bad. It's never been this bad. I don't think, I mean, we saw it right now. Virginia just lost to Syracuse. Virginia's now lost. I think what three of four or three of five and they got Florida state on deck in Tallahassee. Good luck. Um, but Virginia is incredibly down. North Carolina is incredibly down. Syracuse is, is, is down when you have the, and and then when, when you have those three that are normally good, that really hurts the conference. And then, like I said, Maryland's gone. They're in the big 10, but then you look elsewhere and yes. Okay. Boston college has traditionally always been shit, but even, even uh, NC state who normally will come up and flirt around with the top 25 or somewhere right there that they're good enough. They're down. Wake forest has been terrible under Danny Manning. Even I'll even say this Louisville has been a bit of a letdown for me this year. Now I know the season's early. They could still come back. They could win the whole fucking thing. But I watched that Notre Dame game and I wasn't that impressed. And recently Florida state won in Louisville. Now Duke is very impressive. Florida state's been, been impressive better than I thought they would be, but who's the fourth best team in this conference? I mean, right now you could say there's three for sure teams that are going to make the tournament. They're probably be four or five, but I'm saying I, I Georgia Tech's Georgia Tech's might be the fourth best team in the ACC and they can't even make the tournament because of, of, of the NCAA infractions. So who, if Georgia tech, I mean, maybe Notre Dame, maybe Virginia tech, maybe Virginia. I would say it's one of those four. I mean, Georgia tech won't be able to make it. If Georgia tech finishes fourth, <laughs> then maybe the ACC only sends three. Um, my point of this, I know I brought up Arkansas as my 25th team is it's not just the ACC that's down, but that's, what's going to make this college basketball season. So compelling is you have the ACC incredibly down. I think the SEC is incredibly down uh, as, as opposed to years past where Texas A&M was better. Ole Miss, I think is, is down a little bit uh, from the from last year. Um, Auburn is the only one that's really kind of kicking ass and, and Arkansas is finding their way They're I think they're third in the SEC right now. LSU is a little bit down. I watched their game. They got lucky to beat Mississippi state. Their big man hit a three at the buzzer, but Mississippi state a little bit down from last year. Uh, South Carolina is down from a few seasons ago. Certainly Kentucky is the real threat for Auburn Kentucky and Arkansas. I would say those are the three that uh, you're looking at, but Florida incredibly down from years past. I don't know that they're going to make the tournament. Um, Missouri. Yeah. You know, you got, you go through these teams. You're like, who, I, I mean, I, you know, who's trending up to me is maybe Alabama. I like the way they've been playing lately. So maybe Bama could, could maybe get sneak up, but Arkansas looking at a prime spot. If they, I mean, they could have used that LSU loss uh, at the buzzer in Mississippi state. They could have used that. Uh, they could have used Mississippi state to win that game, but watch out the Razorbacks. Even their losses were very close losses. So they could easily be undefeated. I like them at number 25 and I think they're only going to get better. And I think they're a long shot to, uh, to, to potentially 
you know, maybe upset a little Kentucky or Auburn this year and maybe sneak into the to to just off of an automatic berth of winning the SEC tournament or something. But they I think they're going to have an automatic bid anyway because I think they're good enough. Uh, at number 24, I have the Maryland Terrapins. And if you, if you listen to my podcast on, uh, or Shonda Ryan's podcast that I was on the sports gambling podcast, um, they asked me this past week, named three overrated teams and three underrated teams. I had Arkansas as my three, uh, one of my three underrated, uh, underrated. I said, Arkansas, Wichita state. And who was my third underrated team? Northern Iowa at the Missouri Valley. My overrated were. Maryland, which was the surprising one, I think for, for, for some people, um, Virginia, which looked great. Cause the, I mean, both of, both of these teams lost right after I said that. So it made me look a little bit better, but, um, who the fuck was my third? I said, Kentucky actually, which Kentucky could be the one that makes me eat my own words there. But Maryland is this Maryland doesn't win on the road. This, this Maryland team is incredibly talented too. I would argue that they're like top seven, eight, most talented teams in the, in the country, but I don't trust Mark Turgeon. I don't trust the Terps away from home and Mark Turgeon, especially in the tournament, because more so uh, Sean and Ryan were asking me in the tournament. I just don't trust Turgeon in the tournament. He, I, I'm not a huge fan. He's a good recruiter. And, uh, but I need to see more out of, out of him in the postseason before I really buy in. But the Terps, I got him at 24. They're coming off of a bad loss at Iowa. Um, once again, this team, it, it, until they prove to me, they can beat a decent team on the road. I will, I will continue to think they're overrated. And also until Mark Turgeon can win in, in the postseason, uh, then I, I don't expect them to be, to be there despite them having an incredibly talented team. I watched that team and I go, man, they got athletes, uh, at 23, I got the Memphis tigers. No James Wiseman, no problem. Although it was a fucking problem for me yesterday. Cause I locked them up. And they, they pushed for me, but they missed like 30 free throws. They could have, I, we should have won this bet guys. I had a tough week weekend. I'm sorry. Gambling tough weekend gambling. And I feel like I was right. I'd rather lose a game by a hundred points and know that I was wrong. than have these ones. Like I lost Louisville, uh, Notre Dame because their point guard Louisville grabs a rebound with like 10 seconds left. I got Louisville minus three and a half. Louisville's up by three. They grab the rebound. It's looking like, oh, Notre Dame's going to have to foul, right? And the point guard has the ball dribbling up the court, and he dribbles the ball off his foot and out of bounds and gives Notre Dame a final desperation heave. And it just fucking destroys me because if he gets fouled, if he just makes one of two, I cover the bet. It's a bad, bad beat. I had three games this weekend, three individual bets, my locks, that I lost by a half a point. That's a fucking tough weekend. I feel like I was right on all of those. I feel like I was right because they're all, they were all favorites. They all missed either key free throws or had a, 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 an incident like what happened in the Louisville game. And it was tough. It was a tough weekend for me. So I need to get back on the schneid. All right. Um, but Memphis put me, Memphis pushed, so I didn't lose on them, but uh, they should have, they should have won me money. Look, I know Wiseman's gone, but, but, and they lost at Wichita but they, they shouldn't be ashamed of that, but they almost lost. I thought they were going to lose to South Florida yesterday. They were down a half by like seven or eight. South Florida is actually South Florida. I've been on the past couple of years. They're not going to make the tournament probably again, but they're a good team. They're inconsistent. 
but when they're on, they can beat, they can really beat some good teams. So, but Memphis rallied back, got the win, and they remain in the thick of the AAC race. So give it up for Penny Hardaway. Uh, at number 22, it's that Northern Iowa Panther team I was talking about from the Missouri Valley. The team that went into Boulder, Colorado and beat Colorado. They only have two losses on the season. This team's good. They got a point guard, AJ Green. I like this team in general. Uh, I like good guard play. I think they, that if they go through the 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 heap that is the Missouri Valley, because it, actually this year is going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting because if if the ACC is only putting three teams in, although I think it'll probably be four, um, and the SEC only has you know three or four teams, that those numbers are are drastically off compared to the amounts they normally put in. So that means where are they going to put the other teams in? I know they asked the PAC 12 is incredibly up this year uh, as opposed to the past couple of years. Uh, the big East is, is looking like maybe the best division in college basketball that or the big 10, but even the big 10 might be a little bit down at the top. Michigan state let me down against Purdue. Thought they were like, they're starting to show me that they're the best team. No, 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 they're not. Uh, big 12 is, is good too, but where, I'm curious where they're going to grab the other teams. And I think they might look towards the West coast conference, BYU, St. Mary's. Uh, I think if they're smart, they should look at the Missouri Valley conference because the Missouri Valley, yes, has a long history of beating teams in the tournament, but also like, like take Northern Iowa, for example, the scary part here of me having them and me, me saying they're a dangerous tournament team is like, if traditionally like Illinois state one year was 25 and five, I think three years ago, they should have made the NCAA tournament. They didn't get an outright bid because in the Ken Palm thing, though, their strength of schedule wasn't as good as someone that was like 17 and 16. And they put someone who's 17 and 16 in the tournament. And it's a, it's a, it's really just a shame because Illinois stayed at 25 and five or 20. It might've been even better than that. It might've been like 27 and three or something, but they should have made it. They really should have made it. They, they were a really good team. And the reason why they, they didn't make it is they got upset. I in the, in, in the, uh, I think it might've even been by Northern Iowa in the, in the, uh, conference tournament. See, and, and every team that year and last year, I believe every team in the Missouri Valley had a winning record. My, my, my point here that I'm trying to make is that it's hard to run the table when every team is decent, right? Missouri Valley is incredibly decent, especially at home, but it, all the teams are decent for the most part. Bradley's good. You know, night in night out, you're going to be playing good teams. So it's easy for them to a be the best team in the regular season, but then go into that conference tournament and not win the conference tournament and then miss the, miss the big tournament because they're going to put a 17 and 15 team in, in over them. So keep an eye on that. But Northern Iowa, I think is a dangerous team. If they do get in the NCAA tournament at number 21, I got the Texas tech red Raiders. Um, yeah, back-to-back losses home to uh, Baylor at West Virginia, but you shouldn't be ashamed of those losses. And you were in both games. You had your chances to, uh, well, especially the Baylor game, but uh, you still had your chances against West Virginia. I still think this is a dangerous team to play in the tournament. I wouldn't want to play them. Not as good as last year. No Mooney, no Matt Mooney, obviously, and no Culver, but uh, I still think they're a dangerous team. I got the Red Raiders at 21. At 20, I got the Creighton Blue Jays. And I think this is, once again, another dangerous team come tournament. They got starting five is five guys all capable of shooting and being able to score, which um, it makes it just a tough guard. Now, I wish they were a little better defensively at times. But the Blue Jays are, are definitely 
a team to watch. And I think kind of a sleeper in the big East still kind of a sleeper. I know they, they kind of let, they let vanilla vanilla Villanova off the hook. They should have beat Villanova that they I watched most of that game and they were up. I mean, almost the entire game until the final couple minutes and, and Nova came back and, and somehow grabbed that win. But I got the blue Jays at 20 and you know, you got to give it up for McDermott. He, he does a great job. Does a great job. Um, but before I dive into the rest of these, I want to tell you guys that the college experience on the sports gambling podcast network is presented by DraftKings. Can you believe it's, uh, we're already this deep into the football season. Well, guess what? It's still the playoffs. There's still a few weeks in the NFL season. And you still have time to feed your fantasy fix with DraftKings, the leader in one day fantasy football. Draft your lineup and uh, feel the sweat, as they say, like never before. Every run, every throw, every catch means more with the DraftKings lineup on the line. It's simple. Just draft your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Nothing adds to the sweat of watching a game quite like having a free shot at over $750,000 with your first deposit. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing users can deposit can get, get I'm sorry, can get a deposit bonus up to $500. That's some extra cash to play with throughout the, the playoffs and the rest of all this good sports seasoning. Uh, so download the DraftKings app now and use the code SGP for a limited time. Both new and existing users can get a deposit bonus up to $500 on your next deposit. And new users, be sure to enter the SGP code during signup, and you also get a free shot at over $750,000 on your first deposit bonus. That's SGP. And uh, you get a deposit bonus up to $500 only at DraftKings. Got to do it. Got to fucking do it. Why not? Sean Green made a lot of money on that thing. A lot of money. Um, it's a light day for college basketball tonight with the, uh, with the national championship. They're smart. They're like, let's not put good college basketball games. We'll give them, we'll give them games out of the swack, you know? I'd say they could have gave us one. Just give us one decent game. They could have done one early, earlier before the before the, the the big game kicked off. But I'm just a fool. Uh, I'm just a fool drinking coffee and yelling at you. All right. Uh, at number where are we at? Where are we at? Nineteen. At number nineteen, I got the Michigan Wolverines, and and they've kind of hit a little little adversity. They're very fortunate to grab that win against Purdue. Um, because that, if they had not, it, that was in double overtime. It was a great game. Um, they would have three straight losses because I was on them losing to Minnesota yesterday, and Minnesota did take care of business. Minnesota playing up a little bit this year too. Um, but Jawan Howard, yeah, he's hitting a little bit of adversity, but it's better to get through it now, in the middle of the season. It happens. Look at Ohio State. If anything, like some of the teams that are really excelling right now. It makes me a little weary. Are you peaking too soon? Is it like the Los Angeles Dodgers did in July when everyone out here in LA was saying they've, this is the best they've ever been halfway through the season. Just give them the championship now. Yeah. You don't want to peak too early. You don't want to peak too early. It's easy to see a tad turn. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I got the Wolverines. I still like what they're doing. I still think they're a dangerous team to play come tournament time. Um, at number 18, I know I said every team's dangerous. 
Just get used to that. I'm talking by myself, guys. All right, I got my dog in the corner. He's even falling asleep. He's not even fucking listening to me. Hopefully, you're not falling asleep. Ah. At number 18, I got the Colorado Buffaloes. Fresh off a huge ass-whooping of Utah. And that Oregon State loss doesn't look nearly as bad because Oregon State just destroyed Arizona last night. Colorado's got some good wins, though. They've beaten Oregon. They've beaten Dayton. They beat Clemson. I mean, how about Clemson, by the way? Finally beating North Carolina. Finally getting off the schneid. Huh? But uh, the buffs are good. They're a little inconsistent to me, but I still think uh, starting five, when you evaluate that roster, shit, even more than the starting five, but especially the starting five, they brought back everybody. Um, this team has really, really uh, got a lot of good pieces. So I'd expect them to uh, continue to, to climb up the poles because I think they're going to be a, they, they have a shot to win the whole Pac-12 in my opinion. Uh, at 17, I got the Seton Hall Pirates. Talk about a team that, it, I mean, I know they've been battling injuries, but when they're all, when they're all healthy, this team is capable of winning the national championship. Miles Powell is electric as they come. He could drop 40 on you any night. And this team has scoring options all over the court. I still think, uh, you know, obviously Butler's doing great in the Big East, but I think it could come down to Butler, Seton Hall, and then still uh, Villanova still. And fucking Big East is loaded. But I like Seton Hall, and I think they're, 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 they could really talk. I mean, this is what's so great about this year. This is the parody. Like, the 17th te- best team in the nation could easily win the national championship. I'm not saying they're going to. Depends on matchups and everything. I need to see all that. But I wouldn't want to play Seton Hall. I really would not want to play Seton Hall as opposed to all these teams. But, I mean, especially Seton Hall. Uh, At 16, I got the Kentucky Wildcats. John Calipari. I mean, this team, uh, they they covered against Bama. I I didn't think they would. They're young. And and the classic Calipari is they always get better throughout the year. So I'm probably underestimating how good they are. Or how good they're going to be come March. So... And, they, you know, they did beat Louisville. So, I mean, I know they have some bad losses. They, they lost to Utah. They lost to Evansville. I still expect them to uh, probably lose some some in the SEC gauntlet. But right now, number 16, I think they're, I mean, once again, you let March happen, they're, they become more and more experienced. It could be a very dangerous team to play. And I'm saying this about every fucking team in the top 25. But that's what we do, all right? At number 15, I got Michigan State. And like I said, Michigan State let me down. Cassius Winston. How, look, I'd watch a lot of Purdue. I saw Purdue get smacked by the Illini. I just thought Purdue struggles on the offensive side of the ball. And I thought Michigan State would be able to, to shut them down. I thought Purdue might, even, might not even make the tournament this year. But I can tell you that win by Purdue, and that was an ass whooping. Maybe they are going to make Painter's a good coach. We got to give him his his due. I think he's better than most people realize. But either way, huge, huge egg laid by Michigan State. I was starting to think that they're maybe the best team in the country. Boy, was I wrong. But that seems to be the thing this year. But um, yeah, they got their work cut out for them. They're still, I mean, this Big East gauntlet, I feel like there's going to be a lot of carnage in this, in this conference. I don't know who the hell is going to win the thing. I mean, we saw, I mean, Rutgers beats Penn State, then Rutgers loses to Illinois. Illinois is hot, by the way, but then Penn State loses to Wisconsin. Uh, Ohio State's lost four in a row, or I think, it was, I think it's four in a row now. 
I mean, even Nebraska's beat Purdue and they beat Iowa. Then Iowa beats Maryland. Uh, Michigan loses to Minnesota. I, I can't figure this conference out. It's a good, it's a great basketball conference, but I got no idea who's going to win the fucking thing. I would still say Michigan State. I guess, gun to my head. And I think Rutgers is probably the story of the one of the bigger stories in the college basketball season this year. I would love to see Rutgers get in. I would love to see Penn State get in. Penn State probably would have got in last year had injuries not hit them. But Michigan State, I got them at, at, at number 15, and uh, they got their work cut out for them. But I think, I think that, I mean, they can't lay an egg like that anymore. You can't, you can't just get your ass whooped that bad. I mean, they lost to Virginia. Michigan State lost to Virginia Tech this year. That's not looking like the, I mean, I don't know how the fuck that happened. Uh, number 14, I got the West Virginia Mountaineers. Look, Huggins. Got a nice win against Texas Tech, although you lost to Kansas, what, probably what, a week ago? This team is one of the better defensive teams in the country. The only, th- the only, like, that's going to play a role, especially like, that's why they beat Texas Tech. This team can play fucking defense. They beat Wichita. That's only, that's Wichita's only loss, by the way. But I still, what would make me a little weary of West Virginia, like, I could still see them going to the Final Four or something with the right matchups. But they go through every once in a while, they'll hit like droughts where they can't score for like five, six, seven minutes. You do that to the wrong team, you you could find yourself down 15 very fast. So that's what scares me about West Virginia. But right now they're playing. I don't know that there's a better defensive team in the country than West Virginia. So that they got that going in their favor. Well, they went to a final four not that long ago. I mean, you saw Kansas State with Bruce Weber and South Carolina with Frank Martin with defensive minded coaches like getting their teams into the final four or I can't say it was elite eight, but I'm saying you let the, you let them just lock down on some of these teams and survive survive in advance. But at some point I think you're going to need some scoring. So uh, I don't know, but I still think they can, they, they, they can score better than Virginia can and shit. I would say they could score better than Purdue can at times, but they just hit these droughts where they just go fucking scoreless for a long time. And it makes me, makes me weary of West Virginia. But right now I got him at 14 because that's a big win beating Texas tech even played Kansas good in, in Lawrence uh, at number 13. I got the Louisville Cardinals. Like I said, they rebound from the Florida state game, beat Notre Dame in South bend. And I know Notre Dame, I mean, in South bend, that's, that, that's a tough game. I guess Either, Notre Dame's not as good as they traditionally are a few years ago, but I still not like overly impressed when I, I remember reading about Louisville coming into the year and I understand it's the middle of the year. I was thinking, man, they're going to be nasty this year. And they, like I said, they still have enough talent where they could win the national championship. But I've been a little let down from my, from my viewing of, of their team and where I thought they would be thus far in the season. I mean, they could have lost that Notre Dame game. A few things go this, this way, that way. They could have lost that game. It'll be interesting to see how the rest shakes out. But like I said, ACC is not that good this year. So they, they should have as good a chance as anyone. Uh, at number 12, Villanova. Villanova is a team that I think is really, really kind of like the Kentucky thing. I think that they're, they're young. They're getting better as the season goes along. And Jay Wright is a great coach. I mean, I'm still shocked at that, that they won that Creighton game. They were down the whole game. Come storming back, beat Creighton. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But I expect them to continue to get better. And I expect them to, to be there in the big, like for the final, final couple of weeks of the season, they'll be battling for, 
the top spot in the big East, I bet. And uh, number 11, I got Dayton, the flyers. I'll be, I will be in Dayton. I'm going to go check out Rhode Island at Dayton with NC Nick. i go check out the flyers, see what it's all about. If we have any fans that are in the area, hit us up, go get a beer. I'll buy you a beer. Um, the flyers though, continue to win a 10. That's a conference. That's that's up. Look, look at the a 10 records. You're like, damn, I got a lot of teams winning. Rhode Island's not bad. I mean, obviously Dayton's the cream of the crop, but then you, you, you go to VCU, Rhode Island, Duquesne, St. Louis, Richmond, all these teams playing decent. Probably forgetting, probably forgetting one or two. Um, well, George Mason was, but what the fuck happened to them? Um, but Dayton, I like Dayton. I think they're, they're as talented as any. Uh, Anthony Grant uh, will have his chances to, to prove that he's a, a really good coach come, uh, come March. At number 10, I got Wichita State. And Dayton probably, Dayton and Wichita State, it was tough ranking these ones because Wichita has one loss, Dayton has two, but Dayton's two losses are in overtime, both to Kansas and Colorado, two teams that are ranked. Wichita's only got one loss, and that was the West Virginia in fucking Cancun. You know, I, I don't know. But I can tell you, Wichita, if anyone caught that Wichita-UConn game, that was a fantastic, fantastic basketball game on yesterday. I know the NFL was on at the same time, or just leading up to that game, the Chiefs-Texans uh, game. But that was one of the better basketball games of the year. Double overtime, great atmosphere, great basketball game. People fouling out. They're going deep into the benches. Uh, I like this Wichita team. I think, I think Greg Marshall, like I said, for some reason, doesn't want to call timeout the whole season, but it's working out for him. Seems winning. And, and they, like they beat Memphis over uh, the past week. Win at UConn getting some nice wins. Um, all right. Before I, uh, before I dive into uh, the top, I know I'm, I'm kind of already in the top 10, but um, I want to tell you, I got some questions. I'm going to answer them. I'm going to break, break this up a little bit. Um, I'll answer that one. When I get to that team, what else? Uh, at I pick winners, any matchups in conference play similar to Oregon at Colorado dynamic where a team consistently loses against another, uh, in a certain building for some random reason. Thanks. Thank you. First off, I pick winners for listening and all that stuff. I appreciate the tweet and, and the fact you listen. Uh, well, you had the Clemson, North Carolina thing, and that just got debunked. And, and, uh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. What, what are well, VCU, but they, that, that's what's crazy about this weekend. I mean, Colorado at least kept this streak going by beating Oregon in Boulder again, but you see Clemson destroy UNC streak, which they've had for fucking ever. They never Clemson had never won in Chapel Hill. And even they probably should have lost that game. They needed a three with like three seconds left to send that to overtime. And then they won it in overtime. But um I would think I mean, oh no, VCU. VCU had one of the best home streaks going, and, and here Rhode Island does and comes into in there with Fats Russell. And they, they thoroughly outplay VCU. VCU is a strange team to me. They're deep. They're incredibly deep this year. When I remember watching them earlier in the year, I said, man, this team, this team could, but they also don't have that player that with, I mean, they, they got a good big man, but they don't have that guard that could with killer instinct to me that can really take the game over when they need a bucket. Um, 
but Rhode Island destroys that home streak for VCU. So, so I'm trying to think off the top of my head without diving in. Is there any other, I mean, you saw, I mean, I'll get to them in a minute, but I mean, I'm trying to think who the fuck else would have a stat like that. Hmm. Hmm. Um, off the top of my head, I can't think of any. I'm sure there are some mid-majors out there that I could probably think of, but off the top of my head, I can't really. Maybe Kentucky probably holds something against, like, uh, probably Kentucky hasn't lost at home to, uh, I don't know, to Vanderbilt in a long time or something like that. I'm sure I'm sure there, there's a stat or two out there that, that would hit that, but off the top of my head, I don't have that, that answer for you, and I'm sorry I don't. But keep keep posted. I'll try to dig dig deep and give you something on future podcasts. Um, all right. And then, uh, we're, we're top tenning it right here. I said, uh, I said number nine was, uh, or number 10 was Wichita. Number nine. I got the, I'm staying in the state of Kansas. I'm going with the Kansas Jayhawks. I know they lost at home to Baylor, right? But this team is still really talented and they get, they'll get a shot at Baylor again. And, uh, if not twice, um, I mean, if not two more times, I should say, but, uh, but Kansas is still, uh, look, that's, 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 there's nothing wrong with that loss. I mean, it sucks. You lost, you're at home. You should win that game. You think, yeah, sure. But at least it's to a very good team. It's not Evansville like Kentucky had, you know what I mean? It's not, uh, you know, whatever. It's not Stephen F. Austin, even like Duke had, um, so, so you shouldn't, they're not going to lose. They, they only went down a few spots in my mind. So give it up for the Jayhawks. I think they're going to continue to be a thorn and, and, and be in contention for a big 12 championship for, for what? Like the 40th fucking year. <laughs> uh, actually, didn't they lose it last year? Did they lose it last year? I think they did. Um, number eight. I got the Florida State Seminoles that win at Louisville impressive. And then I figured they might, they might throw a, they might have a little setback at, at Wake Forest to follow that up. No, they grabbed the win and, and, and even cover the spread, which I was all over Wake getting, I think eight or nine. So really impressed with Florida State. They get Virginia coming to, to town on Wednesday, I believe. That should be a good one. At number seven, Oregon, the Ducks, the Duck, Oregon, Arizona was a great game this past week. Very great. Like, and I think Oregon's what the, uh, they're the only team that beat Gonzaga this year off the top of my head. I think they did beat Gonzaga. Oregon's a good team though. And, uh, I think, I think the more I watch them, uh, they had a, a lot, they, they always have injuries. What's up with them always having injuries. Historically, I feel like that team, uh, basketball wise always has injuries. So they're trying to gel now that some of the, the players are healthy again. And I think, you know, they had a smaller, rotation now it's bigger so i think that sometimes that sets you back a little bit but they got the win at home in eugene against arizona who just dropped out of my top 25 and uh number six i got the aztecs of san diego state and like i said this team is i'm pretty sure they're not going to lose a game the rest of the year and if it does you want to circle the game at new mexico at the pit but once again new mexico just kicked off uh, this morning Kicked off uh, their what, their second leading score, twelve points a game for uh, D- he got a DUI, kicked him off the team. So, uh, you know, I know New Mexico's home environment is one of the best in in college basketball, the pit. But at some point, I don't know that they have this depth 
that uh, you can just kick a player that averages 12 points and like six boards off the team and think you're just going to be able to re- rebound, rebound from it. So the Aztecs at number, at number six, I think obviously this team's in contention for a one seat, a one spot. So uh, now I want to tell you before I get to the top five and end this thing out, I want to tell you that the college experience on the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by ACE per head. Ever thought about starting your own sports book, but don't know how Well, ACE per head is here to help you start your own sports book. They'll provide you with an all inclusive professional betting site with all the lines updated to the second wagers graded immediately. They also have top notch customer support 24 seven, like a fucking IHOP. Actually, no, it's probably a bad comparison. IHOP's probably IHOP's open 24 seven, but they don't have top notch customer service. Um, Point is they have top-notch customer service. Ace per head has top-notch customer service 24 seven and some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus ACE per head is offering live betting and an amazing mobile experience. Get started today. And ACE is offering up to six weeks free. Just go to aceperhead.com backslash SGP. That's aceperhead.com backslash SGP. Check it out. Start your own sports book. Do this thing. Do it. Um, Drink some more of this coffee. Where am I at now? At number five, I got the Auburn Tigers. I know they're undefeated. You're thinking, how the fuck do I get them number five? They're one of the only teams that are undefeated. So is San Diego State. Auburn's played a little bit better competition, but the SEC is incredibly down. And when you evaluate the, uh, the schedules, I just think Auburn's the fifth best team right now. I think it's fair when I don't make my point with the other four teams ahead of them. Auburn took care of business against Georgia, though. I thought Georgia was going to cover that. But Auburn had a little scare against Vandy. I still think they're going to they're going to they're going to they're going to catch an L or two. Maybe even three. Like I said, you're going to get when you hit the Arkansas and uh even LSU, I think could give them a game. Uh obviously Kentucky. So, we'll see how that that goes down. In yeah, I think those don't I think they don't play until February, but the Tigers, Bruce Pearl. Give it up for Bruce Pearl. At uh, at number four, I got the Gonzaga Bulldogs up in Spokane. Look, they're destroying everybody. It's going to be interesting to see when they play, uh, you know, St. Mary's and BYU and even even uh, San Francisco and Santa Clara. Herb Sendek and Santa Clara had a big win the other night. This conference is kind of kind of better. The past two years have been better than normal. So, uh. We'll see, I guess, as that, but, but I mean, they blew out Loyola Marymount, even though, I mean, I was on that. I locked that one up. Loyola's having a, a down season and they're not normally good anyway, but they're even worse than, than they traditionally are, if that makes sense. So, uh, got the Bulldogs coming in at four and at number three, I got the Butler Bulldogs. I'm gonna stay with the Bulldogs. Butler is a team that is very close to being number one in my book. When you look at the resume, it's a fucking amazing resume. They play in the Big East. They just won at Providence. Now I know well Providence was playing bad out of conference, but Providence was three and zero in the Big East. Providence is a team that I still like to uh, find the way into the tournament. They're going to have to battle out and get some some wins in the Big East, which they already started to do. And I thought I was actually on Providence to, be, to upset Butler because it was in Providence. But Butler just keeps on, uh, keep, you know, keeps on improving to me. Keeps on improving. And I'm, I've been really impressed with this team. Got great guard play, and I expect them to. Uh, uh, like I said, them 
Nova, Seton Hall, I think it's going to come down to those three. May, may, I mean, I guess this conference is tough. Creighton, Marquette, still, I don't know. But I, I'd expect that right now they look like the best team in, in the Big East. And I, that gets me to my, uh, that gets me to a Twitter question. Do you think Butler may have a claim to number one if they can make it through the rest of January, you know, without a loss? And I'd say, fuck yeah. All right? Fuck yeah, they do. Because look, they got Seton Hall on deck. They got at DePaul. Paul's much better than, than they've been in years. Then at, at Villanova, if they went at Villanova, I mean, that, look at those. Uh, then they're home to Marquette and then at Georgetown. Fuck yeah, dude. If they went off those, now sure, you're going to probably need some of these other teams to lose some, but I would, I would argue that that's as, as good as a resume as anyone else's. But you might need a team uh, or two to lose because they're not going to move if, 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 if not, you know what I mean? But I will say that they certainly, certainly have a, uh, if they can win those, I, I, I wouldn't expect, I would bet on them to lose one of those games. So, but, and I'll also, me and NC Nick will also be at Butler. If you're a Butler fan, you live in Indianapolis area, hit me up. I will be there in February. Uh, we're hitting Dayton one night, the next night, uh, Xavier at Butler. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Um, maybe I missed this in previous episodes, but what are your top three teams you like for futures this year with a field as wide open as Kramer's vegetarian options? This is from at Polly Polly Poodle. Maybe I missed it in previous episodes, but what are your top three teams you like for futures? Uh, with the field that's wide open as Kramer's vegetarian options. That's fucking hilarious. Um, I'm going to say, I mean, well, look, I don't have it in front of me. I'd have to pull this up. Maybe on Wednesday, me and Patty C can, can do that for you. But uh, it really depends on seating, man. Like, I'd have to see some odds. Uh, let me answer that one on Wednesday, dude. We're recording in a couple days. Let me uh, make a note on that. I'd have to, to pull up everything and see which ones. Because, I mean, with a field this open, just, I'd say, make make a few plays, cling on to these things. But, I mean, obviously, a lot of it, seating is huge. But uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be better prepared to answer that question on Wednesday. I feel like every question I'm getting, I'm just like, yeah, I'll answer that on Wednesday. I'll answer that on fucking Wednesday, dude. Don't hit me with these fucking questions. <laughs> uh, I mean, off the top of my head, like I said, I gave away three teams that I thought could do damage. Now, I, if you're talking future to win the national championship or you're talking future to win the conference championship, I'll go right now for conference championships. Not regular season, but I'm saying... Shit, I could do regular season as well. I mean, but I would say Arkansas is a good value, probably a good value play in the SEC. Uh, Big 12 value play. I think all the money is going to be going at Kansas and Baylor. I think you might find value at Texas Tech. Aside from that, I don't think anyone else can do it. I don't think TCU is good enough. Uh, Pac-12, I would say your value play is going to be, they're going to, Go heavy on Oregon, heavy on Arizona, probably, and maybe Colorado would be the three value. I mean, uh, three teams that probably don't have great value. So you, I look to maybe, uh, maybe I'm going to go Stanford. I think Stanford with the right matchups might be able to be a problem. Washington had that, that, that their point guard, uh, you know, he's academic problems. So he's out. That really hurts Washington's chances even though I still think they're going to find themselves in the NCAA tournament. Although they can't keep losing to a team like Cal. What the fuck was that Washington? Um, 
the Big East, a value play. I think you could probably find some value with Creighton. Um, Big Ten. I'm not, right now we're doing regular season, by the way. This is regular season to win the regular season. Ah, uh, Big Ten. Big Ten is just a shit fest. I don't know. I mean, they're good teams, but I'm saying I can't fucking tell. Rutgers, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, there's, I, I can't imagine Rutgers winning the Big Ten. It's going to be Michigan State. Maybe, maybe Maryland, maybe Michigan still has an outside shot. Michigan, though, has two two losses now. I, I don't know. Maybe your value plays, you throw some money at Rutgers. I don't fucking know. I mean, because Wisconsin beat Penn State. That's the hardest division to predict. Um, ACC for regular season. Ugh. Ugh. It's, it's, I think it's only going to be Duke, Duke, uh, Louisville or, uh, or Florida state. I still think you could probably get the best odds at Florida state. So maybe do the Florida state thing. Uh, and then I'll answer the other ones on Wednesday for the, for, for, to win the national championship. I'll answer those. Is that fair? I think that's fair. Um, what else do we got going here? What else do we got going here? Okay. I'm in the middle of my database top 25, but before I finish out with the top teams in the country and why I think they're the top teams in the country, I want to tell you guys that the, uh, the beautiful college experience, by the way, no, I did not drop a beer on my computer. That's not why the episode got deleted. It's because my computer crashed because it's fucking 10 years old. So if you guys complete, who's got the hookup on computers, huh? Send me a computer. <laughs> I always love that shit. I knew a guy who used to work at home Depot and I was like, yo, dude, you trying to hook me up with a roof? <laughs> you know, come on, man. I know you got a discount. Hook me up with a roof. Oh man. Anyway, um, any computer uh, guys out there? Maybe you got a, uh, maybe you got access to a, uh, free, uh, free MacBook pro <laughs> or $500 off a MacBook pro. Uh, find me on Twitter at the Colby D send me a DM. We can do business. I'll send you a t-shirt. I'll send you a fucking <laughs> a gift card to a fucking, I don't know. Best buy <laughs> some burger joint. I don't know. I'm in the middle of reading this fucking ad. Hang on. Uh, the college experience on the sports getting podcast network is brought to you by prop swap. Prop swap is America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets all season long. Prop swap customers have been finding some of the best odds in the world because you're buying the bet from another person and not betting against the house. You can always find great deals. It's like fucking Ross dress for less people last weekend, a better who, who wagered $20 on the Titans to win the Super Bowl at 300 to 1 odds in November. Sold that ticket on PropSwap for $550. That's like hitting a 26 to 1 long shot for the seller. And the buyer even received odds of 10 to 1 on the purchase. That's better than any sports book in the country. Also, use the promo code SGP. Send in a screenshot to a podcast at Sports Gambling Podcast to get a free Lock Dog Tease t shirt. These t shirts are badass, by the way. You should look at them, they're on Instagram at sports gambling podcast, but sign up for PropSwap.com today and they will give you a hundred dollar match on your first deposit. Just enter the promo code SGP. Once again, that promo code is S G P 
at the time of deposit and PropSwap will match it up to $100. Go to PropSwap.com today. Boyd, where prohibited. Send me that MacBook. Who's got that MacBook? Hmm? I need a computer. If I can somehow finagle my way into getting a computer off of a podcast of a couple drunk fucking idiots talking sports all day, man, that would be a win in life. But I feel like I've already got the win in life. I was a fucking guest of Mike Leach. You know what I mean? By the way, more to come on that soon. Um, where the hell am I at in this thing? Uh, we're at Dan debate top 25. Okay. Yeah. I said Auburn and Gonzaga at four at number three, Butler. Like I said, Butler's playing as good as ball as anyone in the country. At number two, I got the Duke Blue Devils and my, Coach K silently. I feel like this Duke team not getting much hype compared to your traditional Duke teams. And they're taking care of business. I mean, they've looked, looked really good lately. They've been blown. They, they, no, they didn't cover against Georgia Tech, but they, they rallied back to, to win by a good enough chunk where I felt like, hey, that's a good win. They destroy Miami, and I, I took Miami in the points. I took Wake Forest in the points because it was like 20 points. and It was in Durham. I know Wake sucks, but Duke's just blowing out teams right now. And uh, shit, their resume is pretty fucking good. They've beaten, what, Michigan State and Kansas? It's a damn good resume right now. I mean, they did lose to Stephen F. Austin, but Stephen F. Austin, by the way, even though that Stephen F. Austin just lost to Texas A&M Corpus Christi, I do expect Stephen F. Austin to win that conference, and I do expect Stephen F. Austin to be a thorn in somebody's side come early March. Or mid-March. Mid-March. And if you're going to be in Vegas, I'll be there. Come on out to Vegas. Let's talk. At a number one, you should be able to figure it out by now. The Baylor Bears. Guys, I've watched their past two games this week. I watched them at Texas Tech. I was incredibly impressed with that one. But I was even more so impressed with the way they played the Kansas Jayhawks in Lawrence, Kansas. This team uh, pretty much dominated the whole game. And they have athletes. I'm really impressed. Really, really impressed with Baylor. My only scary, like the only thing that would scare me away from Baylor is maybe they're peaking too soon. But when I look at the roster, I say, man, this team, this team could win the national championship. They're a really good team. And also when you look at the resume, when you see wins over Villanova, wins over Butler, the only loss on Butler's schedule was Baylor. Then you hit back-to-back road games. I think coming into that, if you would have asked, if you would have asked Baylor's coach, Baylor's athletic director, whoever the fuck you want to say, uh, are you going to be happy with uh, what? 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 What do you want out of this Texas Tech Kansas road trip, man? If we could just split, I bet you they. If we could just split, we'll take it. They went two and zero at Texas Tech at Kansas. That's fucking impressive. They also have, like I said, wins against uh, Villanova and Butler. This team. Uh, has the best resume to me in college basketball. Duke is right there, right behind them. And Butler's building a pretty good resume. And if Butler goes to that gauntlet that we just talked about, then I guess they would have as good as argument as, as anyone. But right now I think Baylor is the best team in the country. Give it up for the Baylor bears. I did not see this coming at the beginning of the year. I thought they'd be good, but I didn't think they'd be this good. Didn't think they'd be this good. So that's the database top 25 first edition college basketball next week. We'll, 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 we'll touch on this. There's some big games. What, what are some of the, marquee matchups uh we got going what do we got what do we got this week uh, duke plays at clemson i expect duke to handle that vcu at dayton should be in you know entertaining because vcu is going to be coming off of a loss you know to 
to Ro- from Ro- to Rhode Island, so you would think they probably don't want to lose. They're going to get up. They're going to get up for this one. But I just think Dayton's a better team, so we'll see how that that shakes out. Um, Texas Tech still on, or hits the road again to take on Kansas State. Kansas State's a team that really could use a, a, a big win right now. So watch out, Texas Tech. Maryland at Wisconsin. Maryland hits the road again. Wisconsin playing great ball lately. I like what Wisconsin to grab that dub. Uh, Virginia Tech at Wake. Virginia Tech, by the way, quietly getting some wins here at Syracuse, home to NC State. Are they going to be the fourth best team in the in the ACC? And Mike Young going to send the Hokies to the uh, to the tournament? Perhaps doing a great coaching job in year one. Louisville at Pitt could be intriguing. Kansas at Oklahoma. Oklahoma coming off a bad loss to it. Uh, Iowa State team that had not looked pretty good this year, or not looked very good this year. Seton Hall at Butler. That's the one that we should all be watching on. Uh, what day is that on Wednesday? Indiana Rutgers is now intriguing. Virginia at Florida state Can Virginia find a way to grab a win. Creighton at Georgetown. Uh, Iowa state at Baylor. I don't think that's going to be very good. But maybe Auburn at Alabama. I think Alabama actually could give Auburn a little bit of a scare there. You heard it here first. All right. Maybe. Uh, St. John's at Providence. St. John's has started off big, uh, big East play kind of rough, but they just got a nice win against the Paul get off the schneid. Um, what do we got later in the week? Thursday. Uh, what's the marquee matchups Thursday? Missouri Valley. No, no, never mind. I forgot. Illinois state's having a, a struggling a little bit this year. Um, Utah, Arizona suddenly means something. Colorado at Arizona state, Arizona state, one of the harder places to play in the pac 12. And when the Tempe place gets lit, um, what are the big, uh, the, I guess Thursday's not the biggest games. Oregon state, Washington could be compelling because Washington, you don't want to, you don't want to lose too many of these in a row. there will be three in a row. Uh, Friday, Wisconsin, Michigan state should be elite date net. St. Louis got a little chance of an upset there. And Michigan at Iowa, and I'll touch on the the weekend's games on the on Wednesday's podcast. But guys, this is the college experience. Sorry, I you know we had a great episode loaded up, and uh, divine intervention or something came in and took away our podcast. So, uh, sorry you didn't get that because I really think that product was better than this one. I like this one for a solo. I think we're doing all right, but that was a fucking great episode that we had going. So sorry you didn't get to hear it. Sorry things didn't work out, but there'll be more to come on that and. Uh, I will tell you that the sports gambling podcast network is going to have us branch out. The college experience is going to branch out and and be its own thing in the next week or two. And what I need from you then I'm really going to ask for a favor is that if you can really give us iTunes comments then, so just wait, wait a week or two. Then I'm going to ask all my friends, all the fans to come through for us because that we're going to, we want to start off on, on the good, on a good note as our own entity but still connected to the sports gambling podcast network. Uh, but we are the college experience. And right now, as of this second, we are on the sports gambling podcast network. So if for some reason you insist on writing a good review, go to iTunes, search sports gambling podcast network. And uh, we are the college experience. You could find uh, the sports gambling podcast network on Twitter at the SGP network. You could find myself on Twitter at the Colby D you can find Patty C on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one. You can find NC Nick who makes our picks. By the way, we make our picks daily on the sports gambling podcast network, or I'm sorry. 
Yeah, on the network, but also on my Twitter or sportsgamblingpodcast.com on college basketball picks. We pick locks. We pick. We cover every Division One college basketball game, guys. And we've done it for years. All over, every year over 50%. All right? Every year, some years better than others, but every year we've been over 50%. And uh, I think this year is going to result in the same thing. So you better start thinking about yours. But anyway, you can find NC Nick on Twitter at NC underscore Nick. And uh, guys, we are the college experience. Uh, You better start thinking about yours. Thank you so much for listening. And we are out. Enjoy the national championship. If you want to grab a snack, grab a farm-rich snack. Mmm, something about that song just makes me hungry. Well, any requests? Oh, how about some mozzarella sticks instead? Folks, it's time for me to grab a snack. Feel free to do the same. You can find Farm Rich in the freezer aisle or online. This next one goes out to all the cheese lovers out there. It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter, and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.